Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. As we get the Word of God and talk about it, allow it to change our lives. Do you ever feel like you need more stability in your life? Like maybe your life is up and down, tossed here and there, going back and forth, and you're just lacking the stability that you'd want to have? You know, Scripture tells us why that could be the case, and it also tells us how we can do something about it. I'd like to welcome anyone here today for the first time. I know I was out on the campus at Iowa State University today. yesterday. I'll be there again today. Met a lot of people yesterday, and so if you're tuning in for the first time, a special welcome. I hope you all join us regularly as we talk about the Word of God. And this morning, we're going to talk about the benefit, one of the benefits of the Word of God in our life. This is what we're looking at this week. Let's look, turn to Psalm 1, and we'll read here, starting with verse 1. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand on the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. So often, that's how we live our lives. So often we are around people who are, we're getting the counsel, the advice of people who don't love God. And, and you might not even realize how much of the counsel comes your way from people who don't even love God. And they're standing the path of sinners. In other words, you're, you're hanging out with them. You're just doing stuff with people who aren't following Christ. They're on the wrong path. Scripture talks about there's two paths in life. Jesus said, enter in by the narrow gate, for the way is broad and the way is wide. The path is wide that leads to destruction. But the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life. And so he urges us, walk in that narrow path. And you want to walk on that path with the right people. Okay? And then finally, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you can't help. You're forced to be there in some of these places. But sometimes it's our choice to just, again, sit around. Hang around with people who scoff at God and scoff at God's word and scoff at the idea of faith or at Christian values and morals. And if you want to be a blessed person, this will not be your the company you keep. You may want to reach out to them. You say, well, Jesus hung out with uh, sinners, didn't he? The tax collectors and the prostitutes and so on. Yeah, but he didn't just go there to hang out with them and have a good time. He didn't go party with them. What did he do? He went there to win them to Christ. He went there to to convert them. He went there to tell them the truth and to bring them to the path of salvation. And so likewise with us, choose your friends wisely because your friends have input in your life. You, The scripture teaches that the people you hang around with will influence you. Some people you have no, no control over who you hang out with, uh, you know, maybe work or school or even family. You don't have control over that. But other people you do, and those that you choose to con- to hang out with, you cannot, you cannot deny a law. And the law is this, they will influence you. You can choose your friends, but you cannot deny whether or not your friends will influence you. They will. Let's continue on. That's a blessed man won't do that. And by the way, if your life seems to be unstable, maybe this is why. We'll see here. We'll see here in just a moment. On the other hand, rather than who you hang out with, it says his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. His delight is in the law of the Lord. This is God's word. It says specifically God's law. And of course, we want to be people who delight in the law. But remembering, we're not saved by the law. 
We're saved by the grace of God. The law never saved anyone. The law reveals to us how God, you know, the, the standards by which God will judge us. The law reveals the standards by which we ought to live. The law is a blessing. Anyone who lives by the law will be, who follows the, the commandments and teachings of the moral laws of God, your life will be blessed. It's like, it's like guardrails on a, on a scary, steep mountain pass. The law is like the guardrails that keeps you on the path to make sure you don't get off on the side of the road. And before you know it, you're tumbling down into a canyon because you had a terrible accident. God's law will protect you. It'll tell you the things that if you get off, it'll warn you if you get off the path, this is what's going to happen. And so God's law ultimately doesn't get us to where we want to get. We get there by faith. The law of the guardrails of life that protect us and keep us on the path, it is by, you never make it, you never arrive where God wants you to be by law. You arrive there by faith. We are people of faith. We're people who believe God and we're people who who want to stir up our faith to say, what is God calling me to do? That's what I'll do. Don't trust the law to get you to where you need to get. Trust the law to protect you from getting off the path. Now, of course, in the New Testament, I'm talking about the Old Testament law, the moral laws, you know, you shall not, you shall not, you shall not. In the New Testament, the law of Christ will get us there because the law of Christ is the law of love. And so we, we that's beneficial the New Testament law, but the, that Old Testament law, it protects us. It warns us. It, it keeps us from getting off track, okay? His delight is in the law of the Lord. Oh, my friends, we'll pray about this in a moment, but we don't want the law of God to be a drudgery to us. We don't want getting into the word of God to be a drudgery. It ought to be a habit, and it ought to be a t- at times we, if we have good good habits. At times we do it because of our faithfulness, whether we feel like it or not. In fact, to be honest, they're pretty typical in my life. You know, I, I've read the word so much for like almost 50 years now every day, and it's a habit in my life. And lots of times when I go to it, I don't go with the delight that I should have, but I always come out with that. I always come out after talking about the word, after reading the word, meditating on the word. That's when the delight comes. Don't just follow your feelings. This is an important principle of life. If all you do is follow your feelings, you'll you'll never make progress. If you say, I'm not going to read the Bible today because I don't feel like it. And sometimes the devil even trick us into saying that would be hypocritical to read it if you don't feel like it or hypocritical to to pray or to do something like this. Not at all. That's the, that's an act of obedience. And when we obey God, the fruit comes afterwards. The joy comes afterwards. The delight comes as we take steps of obedience, whether we feel like it or not. Feelings follow obedience. They're not to precede obedience. This is an important principle of life. Feelings follow obedience. I hope you join our community here and come here and get into the word of God with us every single day. There's many times I don't feel like doing this, you know, but I always come out encouraged. And there may be times you don't feel like joining in with our community. Don't come out just on the days you feel like it. Make a commitment, build it into your schedule, and you'll find that when you join and you and you consistently do the right thing, the delight follows. It often, it doesn't, sometimes it proceeds, but often not. 
We want to be people who don't walk by our feelings, but walk by obedience. All right. What happens if you do? Psalm 1, verse 3, he'll be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. I don't know about you, but I would love that verse. I would love these benefits to describe me. Strength, stability, fruitfulness, nourishment, like a a tree that's not withering in a drought but a tree that's always bearing fruit, a tree that's got the, the, that, the nourishment coming into it. And just like that tree needs water in its roots to grow, you and I need the word of God. And just like it, you want that tree to have fruit and leaves, you and I need the word of God. If that's what you want, if, that's, if this metaphor is what you want your life to look like, you've gotta be a person who meditates on the word of God day and night. That's what it says. In his, in his law, he meditates day and night. And that's what you'll be like. My friend, if you feel more like you're a withered tree that doesn't bear fruit and your leaf is withering and you don't have strength and stability, and you and could it be that you're just maybe listening, sit, sitting with the wicked, taking their counsel, standing in their path a little bit too much? and not meditating on the Word of God day and night. That's why we come here. That's why we get in the Word of God together. This is not a replacement for your personal time in the Word. This is a supplement to it to help you be stronger and stronger and stronger in the Lord. Notice it says, in whatever you do, you prosper. You know, sometimes as as Christians, there's this, this thing called the prosperity gospel that gets a really bad rap. And, and it's, you know, it's been kind of mentioned that if you do this, you'll be wealthy and you'll never be sick and you'll have all kinds of money and you'll have a big car. I don't know how you want to define it or whatever. I believe God wants to prosper you. I believe that he wants your life to be strong and stable. Don't react to that idea by saying God doesn't want you to prosper you or be successful, but properly define what success and prosperity looks like. A healthy soul loving relationships, a strong faith in God, the ability to be to be stable even at the curveballs that life is throws at you, the hardships so that you're not always up and down, the prosperity of true friendships, the wealth that comes from a relationship with God. Oh, my friend, God wants you to have those blessings and so much more, so much more. Don't react to this term that some have used as if God does, as if God's out there to punish you or he wants to make you suffer. You suffering may be a part of reaching what God's goal for your life is. But God says he here he wants you to prosper. Look at this verse. It talks about the same thing, Joshua 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you'll make your way so you'll be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. That's God's promise. If you meditate on the word with the idea being, I'm going to be careful to do what it says. Meditating on the word doesn't mean I'm emptying my mind and reciting Om or something like that. To meditate on the word means that I'm thinking about, I'm careful to think, how does this apply to me? What does God want me to do in my life? 
How can I obey and be careful to obey and to put into practice what I'm reading here, what I've learned, so that I don't just read it and then forget about it, but I read it and apply it. That's what God wants for you. And if you do, then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. And where God is leading you to go, you'll succeed at it. And that's what we want. Just last night, I was having dinner with uh, an old friend and several students, and we were talking about courage. And and he was bringing up scriptures of David strengthening himself in the Lord and the courage to to fight when he had been defeated. And he was talking to the younger people about this, and he commented that he doesn't tend to have courage, naturally speaking. It's not in his natural makeup, so he's got to learn how to strengthen himself in the word and what what can help him be courageous. And I thought to myself, he's being really courageous by obeying God right here, by not letting the word of God depart from his mouth, by not, here we're having a dinner and rather than just talk about other stuff, he's brought up the word of God. Sometimes that can seem strange to just bring up a scripture out of nowhere and talk about it. It takes courage to do so. But that's what this verse is talking about. That'll, that'll keep us. Sometimes even Christians want to hang out. And what do we do? We're just talking about stuff like everybody else. But God wants us to be people who are talking about his word, strengthened in it, becoming mighty warriors for God. And that's what his word does. And sometimes the courage you need is not to do what I do, go preach on campus. Sometimes the courage you need is just to bring up the word you, the word of God, maybe what you heard here, maybe what you read in the Bible, maybe what the pastor talked about in the sermon, and talk about it with others so that you're careful to do according to all that is written in it. Amen? Father in heaven, we bless you today and we love you. We thank you for giving us your word, your law, your, your path of grace. We thank you for giving us the truth that can transform our lives can make us strong like a tree planted by streams of water. Oh God, I pray this blessing for every single one of us here, that we'd not be like a little seedling that could be trampled and knocked over, but we'd be strong and steady no matter what comes against us. Our roots are deep, and we're going to be strong, and we're not going to be knocked over, but we're going to bear fruit in season. We're going to be like a mighty oak tree, like a mighty redwood, like a mighty uh, tree that is bearing its fruit in season. I pray that, oh God, for every single one of us. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Help us, Lord, to delight in the word of God. Help us not see your word as a drudgery or just a bunch of rules. Help us to delight in it from the depths of our soul so that it might transform us. We be careful to do according to all all that it says. Then we'll be prosperous. Then we'll make our way successful. We bless you. We love you. We give you this day. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. I love the Word of God. I am so glad to be able to come here every day and share it with you. I hope you've been blessed today and encouraged. Share this video with others. If you're new, a special welcome. I hope you'll subscribe to the channel, like the video, and share with your friends. Can you come here every day? I love you. So glad to have you along, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.